0: Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk Podcast. I am your host, Miles Dawson, and this week we're very excited to host another special podcast about customer experience, or as we call it, CX. First, I'd like to introduce our expert analysts who will be helping me in the discussion today. I'm joined here uh, by my colleague, Jerry Brown, who is IDC's CX Research Director for Europe. Hi, Jerry. Hello there. We're also joined by Sabitha Majukumar who is Senior Research Analyst for IDC's Financial Insights Group, specialising in the insurance industry. Hi. Hi, Miles. Uh, So we're here today to discuss trends for the enterprise adoption of customer experience technologies, but particularly in the insurance industry and how insurers in Europe view CX and where insurers see the greatest need for CX technology investment. So first off, we'll discuss the overall trends for the enterprise adoption of CX in Europe. Then we're going to dig in to the insurance industry and see what's happening there. So, Jerry, I'd like to hand over to you first, and can you give us a bit of a lay of the land about what IDC is seeing right now in the world of CX in Europe? Thanks, Miles.
1: So, uh, the CX market in Europe is a very exciting place to be at the moment. It's experiencing extremely strong growth, uh, driven by the need for. Uh, organizations to try and differentiate their products so traditionally people looked at things like pricing and uh, and their product portfolio as as the mechanisms to to uh, differentiate their 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 proposition in the marketplace and their value however this is not good enough these days and it's moving much more to a customer centric kind of uh, perspective for, for most CEOs thinking about the customer experience and and how you can uh, enhance the customer experience so as to build in loyalty um, and and get more repeat uh, revenue and and cash flow from your customers by delivering a consistently superior customer experience which builds that kind of customer engagement that we really all want as customers. So we see, uh, you know, substantial growth in 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 the forecast for customer experience, moving from sixty billion dollars in twenty eighteen to a hundred billion in twenty twenty three. So there's there's many that uh, an elongated kind of uh, description, if you like, of customer experience, which is an end to end. Attribute which c- c- it touches every part of the organisation, and so customer experience is something which is becoming pervasive across organisations as a culture and a me- and a mechanism for doing business, which is different and superior to those
0: of your peers. Brilliant! Thank you so much for that, Jerry. So Sabitha, uh, could you give us a view then on what's happening in CX in the insurance industry? Is it like what Jerry has described um, across the European industries as a whole?
2: Sure. Um, So, uh, just as um, Jerry mentioned there, it is indeed pervasive across the industries. And the case is no different for insurance um, either. Um, So, uh, in IDC's European Vertical Market Survey, which concluded in uh, 2018, late 2018, um, and it covered 125 insurance organizations. um, Based on that survey, uh, close to half of the respondents have set customer experience and innovation as their top business priorities. Um, I've been uh, watching the results of uh, uh, this EVM, uh, European Vertical Market Survey, for quite some time now. And clearly, these two areas have slowly moved up the priority list of the insurers over these years. Um, And and thanks to the fast-evolving customer expectations, uh, insurers in Europe... Uh, They are more focused on creating personalized, contextual and value-centric products and services um, and attracting and retaining customers. Um, uh, You know, they are are focusing on both these areas equally. Um, And they are clearly prioritizing these over the traditional objectives such as uh, cost reduction, organizational growth and performance. Um, And with customer experience and product or service innovation set as top priorities, uh, insurers are planning to invest in new policy admin systems, uh, online quoting and direct sales, uh, industry platform solutions and um, customer relationship management solutions as well. Um, And the, the players in the region, they acknowledge that staying close to the customers is extremely important um, in, uh, and it is very critical uh, in the turbulent um, socio-political scene in um, Europe currently. Although conventional modes of communication are still very prominent, uh, the insurers in the region, um, they are clearly um, extending their outreach uh, through online and mobile channels. Um, So, uh, AI-enabled virtual assistants or virtual agents, um, uh, these are drawing a lot of attention from the insurers. um, And this will clearly evolve as an effective channel to offer 24 by 7 connect um, to avoid customer frustration, uh, particularly in the claims process, which we call in insurance as the moment of truth. Um, And according to ITC's research, Uh, a third of insurance organizations are already using virtual assistants or virtual agents, um, and a third plan to deploy this in the next 12 months, which means that this mode of communication uh, is going to be one of the top mode of engagement in future. Speaking of AI-enabled virtual assistants, um, AI is emerging as a true game changer for customer engagement and uh, efficiency improvements uh, in insurance. Uh, what do you think, Jerry? Uh, what about other industries? Do you see the same trend in other industries as well?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Sabitha. Um, so, you know, we've recently done some research around uh, the adoption of AI uh, in customer experience and customer-facing applications. And we're seeing a massive uplift in, in injection of AI technologies into uh, traditional CRM kind of technologies. So, and one particular Thing that we've seen coming through is the use of AI for consent. Use it in terms of compliance for GDPR. That is certainly an area where AI is taking off. But also in more traditional kind of marketing applications, uh, such as audience and uh, segmentation, um, cross-sell and upsell, and and next best action. These are all areas where AI is being adopted in in, in a major way. But I I was going to ask you, Sabita. You know, maybe you have some examples around the the kind of companies who are using AI in this kind of customer centric customer experience way?
2: Yeah, I think it's it's not just um, AI, um, Jerry. You know, it's just, it's the whole suite of customer experience-specific uh, tools, technologies, and applications. And there are some great examples in the industry. Um, uh, so, uh, if you take Swiss Re, uh, one of the leading in- reinsurance organizations, uh, they have established a behavioral research unit um, to help life insurers make tangible improvements across various points of the customer journey. Uh, Then um, we have the example of Aviva's digital garage. Um, It is established to use data and technology to understand customer behaviors better, um, address their biggest pain areas and place more emphasis on the um, service over price. Um, MyAviva, uh, and I'm sure Miles and Jerry, you uh, being in the UK, you may be familiar with MyAviva. Um, It is a dashboard that um, allows customers to see all their policies in one single online hub. Um, There are other applications which Aviva has uh, launched, um, such as Ask Me Never. Um, And and the latest one in their range of offerings is a Dashcam offering, uh, which is available in the Aviva app. Um, which the customers can use to record as they drive. Um, Another uh, great example is AXA. Uh, They have developed AXA Next to build uh, new services and business models uh, to deliver value beyond traditional products and services. I think that's the whole thing, you know, building value beyond traditional products and services. And technologies such as AI can be a great enabler. Uh, You have told some examples, Jerry, with other industries, and the same can be applied in insurance as well
1: that's that's really interesting to me that um, I was going to going to just uh, uh, mention Aviva is a, is a very interesting case study because uh, they 've used n p s net promoter score for many years to drive their business from from top to bottom and and it seems to me that this digital garage initiative is something to add and augment that kind of uh, traditional view of 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 trying to uh, get promotion and, and get that word of mouth going through net promoter score uh, so that 's really interesting um, so i I was going to ask you Sabith, uh, um there's a lo- there 's a lot of uh, um, uh, activity with startups and innovative software companies in the fintech arena and uh I wondered if the same is happening in insurance. Do you have uh you know new tech startups that are disrupting traditional business models uh using software uh which will deliver better customer experience in the insurance market
2: yeah um, th- there are many players out there, uh, Jerry, and I've covered a lot of them in a recent report that I published uh, on the uh, European Insurtech landscape. Um, I'll, I'll quote a few names. One is uh, Anorak. Uh, it's a company based in the UK. Uh, it has got an online platform that assesses a person's life insurance needs and then scan the market for major insurance companies to find the right policy. And it has got backing from uh, AXA which is one of the leading players in the market. And then there is this company called plussimple.fr, which is based in France and partners with insurance giants such as Generali and Allianz. The interesting bit is that this uh, company's technology platform optimizes the customer's insurance um, over the duration of the contracts. And uh, it also customizes offers based on the activity of the customer and uh, the evolution of the customers' needs.
1: So that's really interesting. Um, I was going to ask you about you know the, these these new digital startups. Um, you know, often what happens in large organisations is that they adopt certain pieces of, of technology which are customer facing but it, it, they're not really integrating into larger digital transformation projects and they can often end up as, as silos in their own right. Is that your experience in the insurance market?
2: Absolutely, um, Jerry. That is what we observe in the market. Um, and there is we often see a disconnect between uh, the CX initiatives and the larger digital transformation initiatives. Um, and and the, one of the main reasons for this is the lack of an enterprise-wide approach to transformation Um, Many new initiatives which we see are restricted to either lines of business or they are executed at a project-to-project basis Um, and a long-term vision or strategy is uh, missing uh, for a lot of organizations Um, and this will actually aggravate the existing problems of uh, data sharing across the departments. Um, uh, you know, leave alone the data sharing outside of the um, uh, insurance organization. Within the insurance organizations, across the various departments itself, there is lack of data sharing, and uh, this is going to negatively impact the customer experience initiatives. Uh, and and there is a long way to go. Uh, and this, it's not just about the disconnect between CX and DX um, within the or, or when when you take the CX initiatives itself, uh, there are a lot of uh, barriers um, such as uh, data security issues and uh, ensuring regulatory compliance, um, then there are internal budget restrictions. um, And on top of all that, there is a closed culture and mindset within insurance organizations, um, which is hindering a lot of uh, progress um, within these organizations.
0: There are some fascinating themes coming out of this discussion. So, Sapitha, I wonder if you could discuss for us um, how consent and GDPR is really affecting the CX world um, with insurance.
2: Um, I think there are different ways to look at it, uh, and it depends on regions as well, um, I guess. Um, So, most insurance players in the region understand the potential of customer data to optimize uh, their customer experience efforts. Um, and also to extend these efforts, uh, but they are also highly skeptical uh, due to the rigidity of the regulations. Um, So regions such as Germany and France, um, they think that GDPR is actually um, pulling them um, back uh, in terms of innovation, Um, so they, they see it as a regulatory headache. Um, whereas the insurers in um, regions such as Nordics um, are uh, trying to explore how GDPR uh, or uh, you know uh, the, the regulation as such or the regulatory rules as such can be turned to the to comp to their competitive advantage, uh, I remember um, a property and casualty insurer in Nordic um, say once um, that only when you look at GDPR as a limiting directive. That you fall in the business limitation trap Uh, and i can't agree more
1: yeah that's that's a really interesting point but we've um recently done some research around this whole um perspective on gdpr as an opportunity or a challenge for organizations and and what we're finding is that like two-thirds of of organizations are embracing gdpr and there's still around about a third of organizations in europe who, who are dragging their feet in this issue and, the, and those two thirds that are taking GDPR really, really seriously are increasingly using it for marketing purposes. You know, using it as for a way of cleaning out their databases to get focused on on where their high value clients are, uh, to segment their database, and to pro- progressively profile their customers to provide deeper insights into their needs and and provide better. Products and solutions to to map against those needs. So some people see GDPR as a as an important tool in their their whole marketing and value proposition these days. And
2: it's totally resonating with what the, this insurer in Nordics said as well, isn't it, Jerry?
1: It is exactly. So an interesting point there is another piece of research that we did was to look at who are the decision makers around GDPR within the organisation, which are the, the operating departments who have skin in the game. And and one of the interesting um, aspects that came up was that financial services um, tend to involve legal departments uh, a lot in, in terms of uh, understanding uh, that, you know, privacy and regulation, etc. Whereas many other industries uh, don't involve legal in in, the, in their operations how, how is that the same in insurance or is that is that different
2: totally Jerry um, that that's absolutely true for insurance uh, but uh, what I observe is that there is increasing acknowledgement among insurers in the uh, region um, that the customer conversations within insurance need to be simple um, and it, uh, it is not the lawyers that um, should drive an insurers communication strategy with the customers uh, this was discussed in uh, the association of british insurers conference which i attended in the beginning of uh, this year um, uh, it, it was pretty interesting the the uh, the way uh, the industry has shifted in uh, sh- shifted uh, in its uh, approach uh, towards communications um, with customers um, and uh, what i've observed also is that Uh, insurers are trying to uh, make insurance simple. This is not something new. They had always been trying this, Uh, but now there is an urgency um, to communicate with customers with empathy um, and delivering empathy at scale um, is seen as a key competitive differentiator for organizations. Um, and um, insurers across the board, uh, both property and casualty and life, uh, they believe that disclosures and communications should be made simple as the complexity can make the customers feel really vulnerable.
1: So, so that's a, a, an interesting point that you've made there, because um, you know, in re- really in terms of serving the customers, you need to think about customer journeys and how that you tie together to make it a seamless and frictionless process um, for, you, for uh, customers to interact with you and, to, and to, uh, even to acquire your products and services. So how's that customer journey thing playing out in insurance?
2: Yeah, um, I think we have to bring all these things together um, at this point in the conversation, I think, Jerry. So, um, insurers need to secure the end-to-end customer journey and they need to use the customer data with consent, which we spoke about a while ago, uh, to drive the customer experience Um, algorithmically uh, while also engaging with the customers emotionally Um, and the responsible and clever use of uh, artificial intelligence um, technologies and data uh, can't be overemphasized in this scenario. Um, Industry players must uh, consider implementing an AI foundation uh, and I hope you agree with me Jerry with respect to other industries as well Um, And they should also look to invest in customer experience platforms. Uh, There had not been a conscious effort in the past uh, for this, but it has become um, a need uh, of the hour now. Um, And they should also deliver a roadmap for customer journey, personalization, relevance and automation.
1: So, uh, what's happening is that people are starting to infuse AI within customer ju- their customer journey processes and in, within the software to support those in terms of delivering much more intelligent and uh, communications during that process to smooth it and to make it easy for it to, mo- to move the customer to the next stage of the customer journey. But it it does seem to me that, you know, when I look at the sub-segments within um, insurance, for example, life and pensions in general, insurance are quite different in nature. Um, And I wondered if you you had any comments about the different kind of customer journeys that are going on in those two areas. Because I might think that, you know, in general insurance, if I'm buying auto insurance, there's a lot of uh, you know, focus for those guys on get, um, converting me and making sure I renew every year in, and there's an intense moment where they, they want to close that business. Whereas with life and pensions it's more of a, a long-term relationship I have with those companies but when I, when I uh, engage with them I want them to be on the ball and to really deliver an excellent service and an excellent journey.
2: Um, As a customer, what you expect uh, uh, is uh, absolutely fair, uh, Jerry. uh, You know, uh, even uh, I would expect the same from a life insurer. Um, But I think uh, we shouldn't be differentiating what um, property and casualty insurers do versus what life insurers do when it comes to their customer journeys. I think... uh, um, transforming the customer journeys is um, critical. Um, basically, the the whole customer journey management is critical for any line of business. Uh, what we are observing in the market, based on our survey uh, surveys, and uh, when we speak to end users, um, uh, what we observe is that property and casualty insurers are um, uh, are accelerating their digital transformation and the customer experience transformation at a much um, uh, faster pace than uh, the life insurers. Uh, I don't think this is the right approach for life insurers. Uh, I think life insurers have a lot of catch-up to do here, and they should start straight away if they don't want to be left uh, behind in this whole transformation exercise.
1: Mm. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. It's very interesting to look across the piece at this, because uh, you know, looking at, at within industry segments and, and their sub segments, there's a lot of variety. So, customer experience as a, as a generic theme is, is, is running across all industries, but there's different paces of, of, of adoption within various industries. And, and we would see financial services being one of the early adopters uh, in, in this whole customer experience. Um, you know, initiatives and, and investment area. Uh, although it's it's probably also true uh, that they haven't optimised where they are in terms of customer experience today. Would you agree with that for an insurance perspective?
2: Uh, I think a lot of uh, uh, initiatives in financial services and insurance are driven by regulation. Um, uh, I think they have to kind of move away from that attitude and have a genuine. Um, uh, approach uh, towards the customer experience transformation. I think that is when um, they will make real progress. Yeah.
1: And what we're finding, we have re- recently introduced a new product which is the customer experience sale uh, spending guide which looks at the spending by industry sector, by 19 industry sectors and highlighting the use cases which are driving adoption in each of those industries. And and it's very different by industry. And so what we're seeing is in in terms of uh, the appetite and enthusiasm for some industries to adopt customer experience is different in some areas rather than others. And also the things that that they think are most important for their operating model are different in some areas rather than another. But what we find when we look at this research is that it really highlights you know, the, how you know, the customer experience is, is developing as a marketplace in, in, a, in a kind of heterogeneous way. And, and it is different. And it's really important to understand the vagaries of the industry market to understand the adoption of customer
0: experience because it's not the same across all industries. Would you agree?
2: I agree with you, uh, Jerry, on that.
0: Right, I'm afraid that is all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank you all very much for listening. I'd like to close by also thanking Jerry and Sabitha for a truly fascinating discussion about customer experience if you'd like to find out more about idc's customer experience services and the spending guide uh, please do check the links in the description box below and please don't forget to get in touch if you have any thoughts or comments we'd love to hear what you think check us out on youtube on twitter and on linkedin you'll find us there if you search idc emir and do hit that subscribe button get your tech talk content delivered directly to your favorite podcast app thank you all very much and see you next time